Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Me- Meg, Meg, that's me. Meg, Megan. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's Megan. It's, it's we're like forty-eight into these. I'm glad you finally got my name right. Hi, you. Okay. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you. The place where we watch bad movies. The place where we watch bad movies several days ago. Whoa, okay, we never said we watch them immediately and then record immediately. Watch, record, watch, record. Just because that's what we tend to do doesn't mean that's what we have to do. You know, we have to be flexible. We have to be adaptable. We have to change with the times. We have to be ready to zig when they want us to zag. You're right, Amber. It's not that we just really didn't want to record this one. I've been so tired. Yeah. And this movie just makes one tired or er er now I'm ready. I'm ready to to love it. I'm ready to lavish okay. my deep affection for uh-huh. the fast mm. and the furious Tokyo Drift upon you and our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I can do this. I can do th- I Mostly I think I'm probably not going to be nice about it, but I don't have to be nice about it. I, I, can, I can just be me, okay? And me has to be enough. Amber, you are more than enough. I feel more like... More than enough. I feel like that's not supposed to be a compliment. So I, much. But, like, too much? Um. Yeah, Amber, so I thought we were out of the woods when we finished F- Too Fast, Too Furious, and... Uh, oh, so what you're telling me is you're a fool. That's uh, a weird, weird yeah, time and no, place to fo- confess mm-hmm. that to me, but yeah. that's cute. That's sweet. I. Well, I thought the Tokyo Drift was so bad it would be good. That was my recollection of You've it. You've insulated um, your mind uh-huh, uh-huh. from the yeah. true horror that is yes. the third installment of The Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So, Amber, this movie centers around a white boy who goes to Japan because he has car troubles and causes more car troubles in Japan by only going in circles in a car. And then he steals a Yakuza's nephew's girlfriend um, and then has more car races. And then his friend who taught him how to drive in circles has been stealing from the Yakuza. And uh, then they try to run away from the Yakuza. But then um, they have a car circle match in order to decide if the um nephew or the um white boy should stay in tokyo the end mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. yep tokyo drift where cars tokyo go in drift. circles it's so loud amber <laughs> amber this whole movie is so loud i must have gone through so many tires yeah it's a lot of tire squealing, yes. That is, unfortunately, what, what drifting is. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. Young man, Tokyo, problems, mm-hmm. cars, circles, mentorship, love, danger, mm-hmm. car racing. That sums it up. Not family. Absolutely 100% no. not family. Nope, not family. No. We get Dom- Dominic Toretto to say hi at the very, very end of it. Yeah just made you long for better things mm-hmm. oh well all right oh well what critic corner 
Yeah, so um, unsurprisingly, this movie was not well loved. Um, the audience, or excuse me, the the critics gave it a thirty-seven, and the audience score is a sixty-nine. Which sixty-nine seems way too high. Also, sixty-nine. Also up top, my brother. Metacritic had the aggregate at forty-five for critics, sixty-four for users. Mm. Some people really like this movie, honestly. Yeah, I. I have I have mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. three review blurbs that I okay. I, I want to mention. Mm-hmm. The first was a 70, 70 scored review from Scott Foundus at the LA Weekly. Mana from Gearhead Heaven, the third and okay. most guiltily pleasurable Furious, emits the crude thrills of a nineteen fifties drag racing cheapie, only with souped up Toyotas and Nissan in place of gas guzzling hot rods and slinky Asian temperatures substituted oh, for poodle skirted no. teeny boppers. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. So I just I, I wanted you to groan at that because yeah, I groaned you. at that. I had to look at that with my eye holes, and so you needed to hear that with your ear holes because no slinky Asian temptresses, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah, that's just that's that's gross. Mm-hmm. Amber Great. does not approve of you. Or your nonsense. Mm-mm. Second, from the New York Times, thankfully, it is Nathan Lee and not my hated nemesis. Mm-hmm. As the previous two installments of the Fast and Furious franchise, this largely consists of macho tantrums, vying for the girl, intense vehicular mayhem, and high-octane homoeroticism. And that's a 50% review. Oh yeah, okay, I can get behind that one. There are so many moments where you just, like, kiss, kiss, kiss. Just- that, 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 that happens to be one of, our, one of our chants while we're watching these movies. The whole series, like, there's so much close-talking. There's so much close-talking and just intense nemesistic relationships or frenemy relationships or you know burgeoning bromance relationships where where there there seems to be conflict and it and they wind up solving it with driving but it also seems like you could just solve it by banging it out yeah i mean it would be a lot less you know costly for your you know mechanic or tire dealer and I, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like these scripts could easily, with very little effort, just be transformed into pornos. It, it would not take very much. Even the music is often appropriate. Yeah. There was some serious, like, early 90s Skinamax music going mm-hmm. on in the background in many of these scenes. And there's just, like, a lot of intensity, close talking, and heaving man chests. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So, agree. Lots of homoeroticism. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Delightfully so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Deli- I love it. Like, I'm... It's the only thing that's good about some of these movies. Honestly, yes. Just imagining the beautiful relationships that could have been that mm-hmm. blossomed out of conflict. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm I'm just, I, I found this amusing. Kyle Smith of the New York Post. The movie teaches us that you can flip your car down a mountain 15 times and walk away from it with two Tylenol. <laughs> yep. I mean, that to me yep. is a good, that's a good review. That's a good yeah. moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did do that. That was he, funny. He did do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was... I mean, not shocked, but I was sad that there were 70% reviews for this movie. Yeah. And the majority are 50s. These, this is not a badly reviewed movie. It is a poorly reviewed movie. Yes, agreed. I mean, it just goes to show that I tend to not agree with most of what critics ever say. Like, for example, this movie should have been in the 20s. There's no way people should be giving these 50s or 70s. That's ridiculous. Right? This and is not a 50% movie. This is not a, like, the aggregate at 45, that, that seems high to me. This high. is, the dialogue was 
terrible. The acting wasn't particularly good. Not that it has to be. We're coming off of Paul Walker. I get it. But we've also had Tyrese and Luda and they're delightful. And obviously fucking Vin Diesel in the first one. It's just, these are very poorly storied movies. The narrative is awful and the action is almost undeserved. However, and what a lot of them don't tend to mention, the director who actually went on to direct, I think the next three movies, um, like it's, a, it's been a new director each time. And this time it's Justin Lin. The movie was actually shot very nicely. I, I actually like yeah, him sure. as a director quite a bit. Yeah. The story, bad. The directing, good. Yeah. And I feel like they don't, if you read this review and you read the review for the first Fast and Furious movie, it would be hard to distinguish the two reviews if you took the names out. And I feel like that's not fair to the first movie, which was actually super fun. Oh, I agree. Yeah, the first movie was fun. And like, it was fun. It was silly. It was clever. The, the good, there were good, bad moments and bad, good moments. And with th this one, you just, you, you have to, like you said, going into it, your, your, your hope was for a movie that you could enjoy because it was so stupid. Right. But that was not the case. It was mostly groan-inducing. No. Yeah. And it made it harder to ignore, like, the glaringly dumb dumb decisions that were made the, a protagonist that was just so uninteresting i mean yes i am uninterested in paul walker but i am interested in vin diesel's dominic toretto hundo p yeah han was great han is delightful han is always eating sun kang i, mm -hmm. I honestly don't think i'd heard his name before I've, I've only ever referred to him heard him referred to and referred to him as han yeah i need to do better sun kang it's this is worth it to get Justin Lin and Sun Kang into this franchise, I think. For sure. Yep. But yep. the fact that it's sort of like, we have to get through this to get to the good stuff. Mm -hmm. That feeling definitely pervaded watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and once again, more of the... Actually, even more so than before, having women mostly just be objects eye candy for sure and then you know that you 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 keep trying to have a female protagonist like michelle rodriguez mm -hmm. but you don't make a female protagonist like michelle rodriguez they're, they're still a woman this time they tried to wrap them up in the same thing so you, you mush jordana brewster and michelle rodriguez character into the same thing you want to have yep. a competent driver who's also an object to be one from another more dangerous situation yes yep but really they just gave her very little screen time or you know an interesting storyline not a particularly interesting storyline yeah very little to do on screen you see her drift once so that you know she has credentials <laughs> as as a real she's not just a woman to be one she's a woman to be one who can also drive yeah and yep. this is even more rescue the princess bullshit. Like, at least mm -hmm. Jordana Brewster's character, the situation was he's an undercover cop. She's a family member with the guys, the criminals he's chasing and ultimately falling in love with. And there's a dude on the crew who's in love with her. It, it was it was so much less princess rescue than this. This was definitely, oh, her mother was a prostitute. And she fell in with the Yakuza's and the, the Yakuza took her in. And so she kind of belongs to dk played right by they started dating because her mom yeah because her mom died and they took her in yeah that's and so mm -hmm. lucas black comes along and he can rescue her from this situation she can't get yeah. herself out because mm -mm. there's apparently because fuck me 
I guess. Yeah. I don't. It she's it's it's basically an abusive relationship. He's constantly with other women. He's, you know, a pseudo gangster, but she's with she's, him. Yep, she's not allowed to talk to anybody else. Yeah. Any other guys. Yeah. But don't worry, he wins her in in a race. It it basically is a fully cyclical movie. The movie mm-hmm. starts with him attempting to win some random woman in a race and ends with him actually win- winning a woman in a race who's less yeah. random. He's actually interested in her as a person in theory. Mm-hmm. But he gets to win her in a race. It, ostensibly, it's so, you know, DK will leave town, but really he just wants her. And if yeah, he leaves town, absolutely. he gets her. I don't like that. It bores no. me. No, it's... I want her to win herself in a race and mm-hmm. then also just beat someone to death with her bare hands. Just to, just to emphasize the point. I don't need to be rescued. Fuck you. That guy's dead now. I don't need to be rescued. He's dead. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I just... Hashtag self-rescuing princess. <laughs> yes. Hashtag self-rescuing princess. So, Critics Corner. Once again, yeah. you got it wrong. You you scored a you really r- bad movie is just bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you didn't really, like, distinguish it from why you thought it was bad versus the other movies in this franchise that you also thought were bad. You're monsters. Monsters, I say. So, um, as a lot of p- folks know, this movie is actually out of time in the Fast and Furious um, catastrophe of movies. Um, it goes Fast and Furious, and then Turbocharged Prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious, which was that Paul Walker short Josh made us watch. Oh, dear. Then Too Fast, Too Furious. Then Los Bandoleros, which is um, a short that comes, like, links Fast and Furious to to Fast and Furious 4. Then it goes 5, 6, then Tokyo Drift in the timeline, then 7, then Fate of the Furious. So they liked Han so much, they decided that they wanted him in the next several movies. And so they had to retroactively push this movie into the future of the timeline of the Fastiverse. Totally worth it. And Han is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then they retroactively say that Jason Statham killed Han, was literally the person who drove the car into Han. And then they retro retroactively mm-hmm. make it so Jason Statham did not kill him so that we yes. could enjoy watching him do things in Hobbs and Shaw. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I'm totally cool with that. I actually, like, I watched for it, and there is actually, there is a person who's not Jason Statham who gets out of the car that hits Han. Yeah, and it has very tinted windows. Mm -hmm. So it's also very suspicious that a car would just randomly hit Han, who is an excellent drifter. Right. Apparently, Jason Statham does that to get Dom's attention, was the shitty reasoning behind that. To lure him to Tokyo, where they don't ultimately have their conflict? Mm-hmm. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> no one will see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tokyo Drift starts at a random school where yeah, Zachary in- Ty Bryant oh, boy. from, you guessed it, Home Improvement is his first big race. I think it's, is it Luke- Lucas Black's first day at that school? Is that what we're supposed to think? Good question. It's it's definitely said that he's moved around a lot. I'm I don't remember if it's actually his 
literal first day there. He seems pretty blasé about going through all the metal detectors and being wanded. And there's a lot of kids there. And it's just music. And we're watching him go through his bullshit routine of getting into a high school. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden there's a sign that says, kill the Indians. Yeah. I Oh, fun. Some color. And of course, they're referring to a sports team, but still no. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, fine, that? we'll just, we'll just, we'll get past this. It's fine. It's, it's stupid. I fucking hate Indians as a mascot. It's terrible for so many reasons that a lot of people don't agree with because it's not their problem. So fuck the history of colonialism and continuing violence against their native population. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But fine. Whatever. I can get past this. Let's just get into the movie. Oh, oh, there's a uh, life-size paper mache Mm-hmm. You know, chief looking Indian pinata. Oh, yeah, they're oh, they're they ripping it apart it? with their yeah. bare hands cool. like a mm-hmm. rabid group of Yeah. Cool. Thanks for putting that in your movie. That was fun. That was a fun little bit of why the fuck did you do that? Why would you even do that? There's a rivalry sports team and we have to know it for that this badly? high school that we immediately leave. We leave right away. And it's- why Indians. And why did you have a life-size paper mache stereotypical Indian ripped apart by a group of rabid white kids? What the fuck? Yeah. It's it's some high-level bullshit. The fact that it is just some background throwaway color as you're moving through this nothing opening scene makes it just extra frustrating and anger-painting and enraging. And I really want to gut someone right now much like those kids gutted that fake indian pinata that was Mm -hmm. fun remember that in the first 90 seconds of the movie yeah right because i won't let you forget it because it's making me so mad yeah it was it was it was very bracing though to like welcome to the movie hey racism great (laughs) But, but it's a commentary on fucking what it's an unaddressed commentary if, if that if you're being generous enough to call it that. <laughs> Shit. It's, and then, the, of course, we move right into, oh, he drives, you know, a beat up muscle car and you know, the cool football kid drives a fancy sports car. And, oh, there's a pretty blonde lady. And, oh, she she likes your car. But then, oh, he's he's talking to my girl. I better walk over and be like, you talking to my girl? Literally is the line. Literally. And then, you know, then he looks back at his friends like, yeah, did you hear me? Did you hear me what I said? And they're like, yeah, man, I heard you. Good one. <laughs> Talking to your girl. She was just admiring my ride. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's going so Lever. well. It's going so well. And then, you know, they, they puff out their chest. They posture. He thinks she's hot. He's mad because she's his property. And then she says... Why don't you let your cars do the talking? And then, of course, Lucas Black. He only races for pinks. Only. <sighs> but his car's worth nothing compared to this yeah. fancy sports car. And then the girl goes, what about me? Winner gets me. It's it, it, it's it's very gross. We're but just... don't worry. She has super a ton of agency because she gets mm-hmm. in the car during the race and tells her boy to make it interesting. And then as he starts to lose, she says... I thought you loved me. And then she looks over at the guy who's about to win her vagina, I guess, and mm-hmm. says, guess I got a new date for prom. Yeah, I- all of it's very gross and weird and sexist. And uh, yeah, 
they race in a like um development like a housing development that's being still being built so like the houses are still like you know boards and stuff and um they just like sean just drives right through a couple of the houses the end of it like they they all crash and they like they should all be fucking dead oh at the end of this yeah movie. Like the rich at the end driving of driving a movie. convertible the end of this race they should all be fucking dead and he's he just starts ramming his convertible into this very heavy muscle car which inevitably causes the crash and they should be very dead instead Mm -hmm. of sitting in a police station looking a little woozy yeah then what happens at the police station i love this scene i know you do so unhinged this is actually something I enjoy. Like, you get in, you see the two rich kids out in sort of the, I guess, police station waiting room. They're fine. They're, they're, nothing bad's going to happen to them. They're, their rich parents are going to take care of it. But, oh, Lucas Black's not a rich kid. So you have this cop just looming over him going, you know, those rich kids, they're going to get a slap on the wrist. But you, you're a poor working class boy. I love poor working class boys because I'm going to get to put you away. It's great. There's nothing you can do about it. You're going to jail. Yeah. Oh, and then his mother walks in. Mm -hmm. And I think she's supposed to give off sort of an older woman trashy vibe. Like she's using her sexuality to get what she wants. You know, there's a little cleavage going on. Honestly, I didn't think she was dressed that salaciously, but the no. second she shows up, the cop just, it's like flipping a switch. And suddenly uh-huh. he's hes a nice boy and he he really wants to help her son. And she, yeah. she asks if it's okay to smoke in there when there's clearly a no smoking sign, but gosh darn it if he didn't light her cigarette for her anyway so she could sexily suck on it and say isn't there anything we can do to work this situation out yeah i just (laughs) i'm gonna put you away for ooh boobs can i help you (laughs) can i what can i do for you what can i do to help you oh we'll send him to tokyo yes that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. yep so they send him to tokyo to live with his dad who is a U.S. naval officer? I guess. Stationary. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's they set it up as though he's somehow being victimized. You know, those kids are going right. to get a slap on the wrist for doing the same thing that you just did. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. But also, he should be punished for doing the thing he just did. He drove through houses that were being built and endangered himself and other people for yeah for what? Oh, right. Vagina. And then you get, they they make it clear that he's done this so many times before and they just move because apparently his mom's boobs are able to get him out of actual consequences. In the absence of consequences, guess what? You just get the same bullshit behavior. Right. (laughs) This is, he is not some poor, poor boy. He's a poor boy. He's, He's an asshole who happens to be poor. Yeah. And then he goes to Tokyo and does the same fucking thing. His first goddamn day! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. His dad says, whatever you do, come home right after school, you've got a curfew, and uh, don't touch cars. He immediately gets behind the wheel of a car, mm-hmm. then gets behind the wheel of another car, mm-hmm. crashes the shit out of it, crashes the shit out of another parked car with it, And doesn't come home because he's busy doing that. Yes. Yes. He meets Bow Wow, who isn't on screen for very long, but I find delightful. He is delightful. Yeah. He's like, 
<laughs> he's so proud of his car. Of, yeah. Oh, he's got a Hulk car. It's oh. uh, it's very cool. He, he loves it so much. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, lets the kid that he met five seconds ago drive it in a city yeah. that he's never driven in before. Everybody's handing their keys to this white boy. It doesn't make any sense. He just is so confident. How can you not believe he's really good at driving? Yeah. Yeah. It, but he doesn't even yeah. know that the race isn't going to be different when he agrees mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. He, like, they're in a parking structure. What does he think the race is going to be? Like... The first one to the end of the parking structure? It's obviously not that. Yep. And it's made very clear that, of course, the man he's about to race is called DK, mm-hmm. the Drift King. The Drift King. Yep. But whatever. I'm a white boy. I am a good racer. And so I can beat anyone at anything, you know, for any reason. Yep. So a DK is um, Brian T. is uh, Takahashi. Oh, DK, handsome man. He is, and he's he's um one of the other few lights in this movie. There's there's Han and there's DK. And oh, now DK is interesting. His story is yes. interesting. Yes, he yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the, I mean, that's a stupid thug that I'm interested in because mm-hmm. he's in a he's in a difficult situation. It's and an interest like he's not just doing it. He's not just being a dickhole he's not just being an asshole and racing cars he's got a reason he's like his family is yakuza and his uncle brought him in and gave him like a little you know business and then um dk goes into business with han and then han starts stealing from him and then his dk's uncle gets you know realizes it and then shit what's dk gonna do like he's in this really hard family business dynamic it's about family for DK. Neela mm-hmm. is family because she was taken in by his family. They grew up mm-hmm. together. They started dating. And yep. he he owes his uncle for bringing him in. But he's also beholden to his uncle because he's Yakuza. And he's, you know, it, and, then, and then Han, who's supposed to be his friend, who's supposed to be his buddy, is fucking robbing him and treating him like an asshole and then makes him look like an asshole in front of his uncle. I, this yeah. poor guy. Mm-hmm. Is he an asshole? Yes. He yes. seems pretty oh. gross with women. Yep, yeah, for for sure. But I'm still more interested in him than I am interested in Mm -hmm. Lucas Black, who also seems pretty gross with women. Yeah, yes, also true. Getting into a race with somebody for a strange woman is weird concept. That's just weird. Yeah. Then begs the question, why would Han, a seemingly crafty businessman, give his keys to Lucas Black? doesn't understand the concept of drifting at all they're in a a parking garage and he just thinks going fast is the answer but you can't go too fast amber because you got to make those turns yep but don't worry he had a plan you see the car was a honeypot yes yeah so apparently han wanted uh sean to crash it because then sean is now beholden to han and now has to drive han around which yes. is important. He needed a stupid white errand boy. Yeah. And and of course, once Lucas Black learns that this is the reason why he let him crash, he presciently let him crash mm-hmm. his car. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that Han says, I have money, but trust is harder to come by. So I yeah. 
guess this is like he uses his cars as honeypots to bring in people who are then beholden to him and he can trust in his business. Right. You know, there's nothing like a big con to bring in the trust. And then, of course, he also tells this brand new errand boy about his scamming DK and the Yakuza. Like right away. And guess what? I'm stealing from them. Yeah, it's like... Hi, nice to meet you. Hey, I'm stealing from this guy over here. Anyway, <laughs> what's your name again? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Han, ultra cool dude that he is, obviously can't let Lucas Black run around being a shit drifter now that he represents the Han brand. Right. So, of course, he mentors him in the ways of drifting mm-hmm. by providing him with an endless stream of tires. Yes, cars. Mm-hmm. And then there were those two um, fishermen who would who would watch the um, drifting montage scenes and would just comment on how his drifting was coming along, and it was that was pretty entertaining to me too. That's actually interesting. One of those, uh, one of the fishermen, the one who says that's not drifting, is actually the person who invented drifting. Oh shit! That's awesome, right? That's pretty cool. Like, that's th- actually that's, very cool. There were some touches in this movie that were actually pretty neat, like that. That I enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. Kichi Tsuchiya uh, uh-huh. was, was the fisherman who said that's not drifting. He actually invented drifting, and it became like a big cultural thing. There's a manga about it, and yeah. So putting him in the movie, excellent. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other nice thing was the uncle of DK, the Yakuza man, mm-hmm. is played by Sonny Chiba much beloved martial artist and and actor um who's been at it for so long he he yeah. played uh, most people our age anyone anyway would know him for our age and you know from the u.s would know him from uh, kill Bo- kill bill he's hattori hanzo of course right 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 yes yes he is so while the fishermen are giving him attitude and then you know it basically just consists of <laughs> him trying to drift around that parking lot near the fishermen and them shaking their heads and then him drifting down a mountain and Han saying, again, 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 mm-hmm. yep. again. So the drifting on the mountain, Amber, is one of the most hilarious things to me in this entire movie. Okay, so at this point in the movie, um, Sean has gotten better at drifting. He's now in a relationship with Neela. And they're in the car together and they're having this like sweet conversation. And, you know, she's telling him about like growing up and going to this mountain and like the views from it and and this like and it's moonlit. And like there's like, I don't know, five cars all drifting together in this like almost ballet like movement. And like it's shot really interestingly and lovingly. It's it's quite beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's like it's it it really feels like a car ballet and it's cool. Like Mm -hmm. it is cool. The part that cracks me up is that if you were actually in that car, all you would hear is ree, scree, screech, mm-hmm. like it just, and every, you'd be thrown from just, side to side. I don't know. There's something just about this, violently. Like, oh, it's so hilarious to me. Yep, it's this dreamlike, sh- like it, it is. Yeah. It's very, it's it's beautiful. It's different. It's, night, the- it's a mountain. It's it's yeah. It's flowing and yeah. <laughs> It's so different from the rest of the movie. It just seems really out of place, but also very amusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. 
Neela's talking about, you know, that's, uh, we'd just come to the mountain and we'd be free. We'd drift it out, baby. We'd drift just, out all the poison, all the toxins. Mm-hmm. Just drift it out, man. Just drift it out. Drift out the whole, my mom was a dead prostitute thing and I now am the possession of a nephew of the Yakuza. Yeah. Just exactly. drift it out, baby. Mm-hmm. This, of course, leads him to running away from home about a week into his last ditch before prison stay with his dad. Yeah, essentially his dad um, finds out that he's touched some cars and um, tells him, like, that's it. You have to just come right home from school and nothing else. And and so Sean leaves. Um, And... (laughs) I think it's I think it's at this point where um then Sean's shown riding um a like a train and someone while we were watching this said, Well, where's he gonna live now? And somebody else said, On the train. And then Michael said, Well, we're train folks now. <laughs> <laughs> we're train folk and this is a train movie. Uh, <laughs> it cracked me up. But don't worry, Han's got a place for him to bunk. Yep. Han ends up um, just housing Sean and then eventually um, Neela as well when she moves out of the case. His estranged father was totally willing to take him in if he just did these two things. He didn't want to do those two things, so he ran away from home so that he could go and shack up with a criminal and learn how Uh to drift. Because that's what's really important in life. Yep. Yep. I'm just not interested in his story. He just no. seems kind of like a selfish, dumb asshole. Yeah. It's at this point that DK's uncle tells him that Han's stealing from him. Han tries to run away and then is murdered in a crash by not Jason Statham. Anywho. Um, but so, and then it comes to a um, point where Sean goes to the um, uncle and says, hey, I want to stay in town and I and here's your money back, which Bow Wow gave him. And I want to race for the, the privilege of staying in town. Like me, if, if I win, I stay in town. If DK wins, then DK stays in town. Thank goodness Sonny Chiba was already really disappointed in his nephew. Yeah. And apparently admired the chutzpah of walking into his Yakuza den, I guess. I, I don't, I guess. And I don't getting, know. And getting his money back, I guess. Whatever. Anyway. It's a drift off, baby. But the really funny thing is then at this point, um, Sean goes back to his dad and then fixes up his dad's car. His dad helps him fix up his car in order to race this race. I mean, and this is after he's run away from home and then mm-hmm. Han dies and DK blows blows up everybody's spot and the cops take all of Han's shit and confiscate his other stuff. Where's he right. going to go? He takes Neela and shows up outside his dad's house because mm-hmm. of course. And then before his dad can answer the door, DK shows up with a gun to shoot him. Luckily, his dad is apparently a super stand-up guy despite... The fact that Sean has treated him like an asshole in the movie sort of attempted to depict him like a fucking dick because yep. the first day when Sean doesn't come home, 
when he finally shows up, there's like a few beers next to his dad. And he's like, oh, he's been drinking. He's an asshole. And then when Sean actually shows up yeah. in Japan for the first time, a woman is leaving, probably oh, a prostitute. Yeah. So I was like, well, dad loves her hookers and beer. So fuck that guy. I guess so. But then so he pulls a gun on DK to get his son out of the situation. But oh, Neela goes with DK. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like Sean can just skip town. He's got to get the girl. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the uncle. He gets the thing, but he needs a car because the cops took all the cars except for one engine. He's got an engine, but we don't have a car to put the engine in. Aha. Mm-hmm. But dad's been fixing up a car. Hey, dad, can I take your car? Because he wants to clean up his own mess. Yeah, that's the fun. Oh, God, yes. Because after after DK leaves with Neela and he's standing outside with his dad, who basically what just happened is his son disappeared into Tokyo, came back with a woman (laughs) and a man with a gun. The woman leaves with the man with a gun. His father is forced to use his own gun to make him leave. And then his son (laughs) walks off into the night saying, I got to clean up my own mess, dad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's unclear how long Sean's been gone. It doesn't seem like Sean has like told his dad that he's like, okay, or alive or, you know, no, exactly. With this, Han. Is, this is just this is boop. This is what happened. Yep. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So of course, father's son fixing up the car montage. Yeah, which is so unearned. It's like the most unearned like a father-son thing I've ever seen in any movie ever. No, I believe in you, son. I believe in you. How you can how, land a girl that beautiful? How would you believe in him? Like, there's no reason you should believe in him. You got into trouble with the nephew of a yakuza boss. I have to believe you can get yourself out of it. There, 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 there are three three things that I like lines that stand out with, for me. In particular, um, that was a great sentence. You're welcome, everybody. Mm-hmm. When Lucas Black is having one of his heart-to-hearts with Neela, he's like, you know, outsider, insider, doesn't really matter. What matters is knowing what you really want and going after it. It's beautiful. So poetry, poetry mm-hmm. right there, that's the heart of his character. Nothing matters but the stuff I want. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yep. Tracks. And then uh, both his father and DK's uncle, Sonny Chiba, use extended like nail metaphors to express their displeasure in their, their son and or nephew. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His father says, uh, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Clean up your act. And then there's the extended metaphor that Sonny oh, Chiba uses so with DK. It's like, yeah. for want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the rider couldn't deliver the message. For loss of the message, the war was lost. You failed me, you dumb motherfucker. You failed me. That's basically what he said. Yeah. But 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 it was Sunny Chiba, so it was even better. Oh. Yeah. That was delightful. Absolutely. And then of course, you know, uh big drift down the mountain, blah blah blah. It goes on for so long. It is very, very long. It's a very long scene of, oh, he's in front. Now he's in front. Now he's in front. Now he's in front. Drift, 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 drifty, drift, drift, drift. Oh, no. DK scree, flipped. Scree, scree, Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing clever that happens. It's not like you see Sean outmaneuver DK or DK make a mistake or like there's nothing. There, there's. Yeah, it's real dumb. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not. It's not anything. It's very. It's, it depresses me a bit. For for a big climactic scene. 
Yeah, the climactic scene in this movie is piss poor. Like most of the rest of the movie. Oh, except then Toretto shows up at the very end. Um, and we learned that Dominic Toretto knew Han and uh yeah. Then we're, we're brought back in, Amber. So Amber, what would you give this movie on our rock scale? Why are you making this experience even worse? Regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls or K. It's K R interesting you gave the first the too fast too furious rk do you like this one better i don't know if i like this one i don't like this one better but i feel like with distance i've been able to amuse myself with it enough to think that mm. it was not completely regrettable eh, it's yeah. pretty regrettable it's pretty darn regrettable i think i think i'm 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 over romanticizing the fact that sunny chiba's in it yeah I'm just for want of a shoe, the horse would like. I just, I just it's, enjoy. Mm-hmm. That was a good moment. And yes. DK's DK's intensity. Yeah, absolutely. Brian Brian T played that with just. He looked on the verge of tears so many yeah. times. Yeah, and he did cry once. He did his, cry once. It after was a his good uncle cry laid him down. Too. Yeah, it was a really good cry. Yeah, like Han is great. Brian T is great. Bow Wow isn't in it much, but he's good. Uh, the plot yeah. and the story are not good. They, there are a couple of stumbles with just women in general. Yeah, it's really too bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's mostly regrettable. I guess, I, I guess I'll give it an RK. You've, you've talked me to, into talking myself out of the KR. Yeah, I, I give it an R with a little bit of a K as well. Well then, yes, Amber. Do an Abby story. So this one goes back to um, back when I used to see Abby in person. And um, when I used to um, pick her up, I would say, rawr. And like, it it was kind of my way of like, especially as she started getting bigger, it was my way of not saying, because, you know, um, getting heavier and, and my weak ass arms. Um, but when I would do that, she would... <laughs> look at me and she'd go do you say rar and there's just something so like adorable and sweet about um the way she would say that but did you say rar but did you say rar i did say rar oh man she's good she's very good yeah mm-hmm. she's picking up on that picking up what you're putting down Mm-hmm. or picking up what you're picking up when you're picking her up Mm-hmm. I assume yes. you don't say anything when you put her down. I did not. Hmm. She makes it up one time and say "rar" when you put her down. I yeah. Now I'll throw her through a fucking loop. Oh dear God. <laughs> and would you have a recommendation? <laughs> you rude sob. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shock that baby. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I don't know, Megan. Well, let me start it off by saying um, my recommendation is a Amber Got It Right. Amber Got It Right? Mm-hmm. Amber, we finished Avatar. The Last Airbender? The Last Airbender. Yeah. Is there another? Yes. Yes, there is. Oh, no. You hate to hear that. Um, What a great show, Amber. What a fantastic show. Isn't it so good? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ending wraps things up really nicely. Um, they like earn everything they did in the ending. Um, it's, it's sweet and powerful and touching and, um, clever. I really like that show. I miss watching it. Yeah, that show's wonderful. That That's the kind of show that if you have kids in your life, if you watch it or have seen it, you just have this moment of, I can't wait to introduce my niece and or daughter and or son and or nephew and or gender fluid small child in my life to this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's now on Netflix, which I tweeted about, but you know. Watch Avatar The Last Airbender, you soulless bastards. Because Amber got it right. All right, Amber. So I'm going to end this like I always do by saying, be the person that when your feet touch the floor in the morning, the devil says, oh, shit, they're up. Let me guess. It's another Dwayne Johnson quote. Yes, it is. It's a rock quote, Amber. Mm. I feel like the devil in this moment. You're saying, oh, shit, I'm up? Yes. Mm. Yes, Megan. I'm, I'm. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. I see. Goodbye, Megan. Bye, Amber. <laughs>